It's time for the podcast from two guys who still think fart jokes are funny. It's the Morning Five, sponsored by Marine South. You know what that day is? Taco Tuesday! Shane Spikeman. Taco Tuesday! Are they built for speed or for comfort? You'll get nothing and like it. Georgia and welcome into the morning five podcast today is Tuesday October 3rd the first Tuesday we have had in October and today is national fruit at work day so are we not allowed to have fruit at work on any other day no uh-uh, just today the only day just you can on eat October a fruit third yeah okay yeah that makes sense yeah what's your favorite fruit to eat at work pineapple that's a good one. Upside down, though, of course, right? No, no, no. Uh, just regular pineapple. Is there a different way to eat? Not upside down? Yeah. Yeah. Sitting up is actually proper. Well, you got to bring it in upside down, though, right? Ah, uh, you know. Some people like to bring it in upside down. That's my favorite way to eat a, a fruit is I'm upside sure. down. I mean, do you, do you eat a fruit right side up? Uh, I mean... Always. Oh, I like to eat my fruits upside down. It's it's easier to digest that way. For sure. Yeah. It's a it's a science medical thing. That's why we do it. Yeah. 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 Uh, today is also National Mean Girls Day. On October third, he asked me what day it was. I said it was October third. Yeah. There's a seventy percent chance of uh, it's already raining outside, Billy. I have ESPN. <laughs> I don't know if you know that. Uh, yeah. Uh, it was a good movie. It, the dude, I, I, like, I, it's, a, it's a highly underrated movie. I don't think there's going to be a time in my life where that movie is on TV and I don't sit. It's one of those top like five movies for me that I will sit down and watch the entire thing if it's on TV. I absolutely love that movie. That was Lindsay Lohan at her like oh, peak. At a peak. And it absolutely. Was just like she was perfect in that movie. Yeah, it was phenomenal. It was great. I love that movie. We quote that movie yeah. all the time. You don't even go here anymore. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me, man. Just the, the amount of like SNL people on that in that movie, yeah, are great. Amy Poehler is the mom. Um, Tina Fey is the teacher. I, I mean, there were so many good. The, ones the principal, in that movie. he was an old SNL guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not like your normal moms. I'm not a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. If you're going to drink, I'd rather you just do it in the house. <laughs> What's the 411, <laughs> girls? What's going on? <laughs> oh, man. Well, Billy the Braves season is, a uh, regular season is over. We head to the playoffs, but we don't do that until this weekend. We have kind of a big gap. So I thought we should revisit our over-unders. I looked at this about a month ago. Oh, do we have to? I looked at this about a month ago, and you were trending very, very, very nicely, and you ended really? up... Really? You ended up almost perfect. No almost, way. Almost perfect. Yes. You mean to tell me that I actually know my Braves? You hit the Braves over-under on the head and the and the only thing that you missed in your Braves under uh, over under was one thing and you only missed it by a couple of points or a couple of uh, oh, a couple of that sucks not necessarily points 
but the uh, the stat we had, you were just a bit off. I mean, you almost absolutely 100% crushed it. It's pretty crazy, honestly. Uh, yeah. That's great. I'm going to nickname you the Schwami. There you go. Yeah, that's up good with that. All right, so the first one we got is Austin Riley RBIs. 89 and a half was the number. We both took the over on Austin Riley. 89 and a half. I think I said it was close to 100, right? Yes. Uh, and he finished with 97. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Okay. 97. Uh, that was close. Both took the over there, finished with 97. The number was 89 and a half. Uh, so we're both one and up. Acuna, All right, cool. Acuna stolen base numbers. Billy, the number was 26 and a half. Yeah, that was low. Yeah, that was low. I think he might have had that after the first week. <laughs> yeah, he 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 came in fired up this year. Uh, we both took the over, and it was 73. 73. Yeah, so we're 2-0. Oh. 73 but. stolen bases. Yeah. 73. Stupid. Stupid. Absurd. Absolutely absurd. Uh, next franchise record, Sandy. 73. What's the what's the single season record for stolen bases? Uh, I don't know. It was probably Ricky Henderson. Yeah, I think it was I Ricky. I think, he did, I think he did 80 something. I would assume somewhere 88. Uh, 88 sounds right. Single, what the? There's no way this is right. What the hell? Uh, st- <laughs> I gotta find them. Uh, 130. In nineteen oh. in nineteen eighty two, okay, yeah, that sounds right too. Uh, that's the I I am assuming if this is on Baseball Reference, I am assuming this is the modern era, because in eighteen eighty seven, Hugh Nickel stole one hundred and thirty eight bases. Good lord, good lord. <laughs> uh, the next number was Matt Olson home runs. The number was at thirty three and a half. I took the under. You took the over. Oh. What? You took the under? I took the under. I took the under on Matt Olson home runs at 33 and a half. You took the over, and he finished with 54. Another Braves franchise for <laughs> Yeah, another one. Another one. That that sort of seems yeah. to be the uh, MO this year with um, uh, with their offenses. It's just another Braves franchise record. <laughs> and if I'm not mistaken, that's not the only franchise record we're, we're going to talk about here in a second. Uh, yeah, so uh, Ozzy Albie's batting average. The number was 300. We both took the under, and yeah. he finished his batting average at uh, 280. 280 was his finishing batting average. And I'm pretty sure I said 280-something. That's pretty good from Ozzy. 280? Yeah, I'll take it. 280, 33 home runs and 109 RBIs. That's pretty good production out of the uh, – or excuse me, uh, uh, pretty good – Pretty good production out of the second base slot. I can't speak this morning. That's not a good thing when you can't speak. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Speak, speak indeed. Uh, the next number, Strider, strikeouts. Number was 145 and a half. We both went over, and the over hit just by a bit. 281. Yeah. 281. Yeah. 200. He almost had 300. He was closer to 300 strikeouts than he was the 145 and a half over under number. 
By the way, that's another Braves franchise record. Another Braves franchise record. Did he beat Smoltz or just tie Smoltz? He beat him, right? He beat him. I think he beat him. He averaged 13 and a half Ks per nine innings this year. That's absurd. It's insane. That is just absolutely nuts. Uh, the next number. Charlie Morton, or excuse me, uh, Max Freed wins. The number was set at 15 and a half. I went over. You took the under, and he finished with eight. Ugh. Yeah, because of injuries. Yeah, that, that's the kind of I mean, crappy I, part I about over-unders. on that, but at the same time, I'll take it. Yeah, that, that's the crappy part sometimes about over-unders is like the injury bug when it pops up. That's the only thing that kind of kind of kills it, but, uh, but eight there. Uh, the next was Charlie Morton. This is the only one you didn't hit, Billy. This is the only one out of all these you didn't hit. Charlie Morton, innings pitched, 165. I took the under, you took the over, and the actual number was 163 and a third inning. Oh, you were so close. Kidding me. So close. I was inning and two thirds off. An inning and two thirds off, Billy. You were five outs away from nailing this. Here, well, six if I took the over, but still. That's true. You would have pushed. 165 uh, would have been a push at least. That sucks. Yep. Hey, I'll take it. Dude, you know, yeah. that was close. Being that close on, on a Braves over under where there's six million different stats that go every which way, yeah, not bad. Uh, the next is Rysel Iglesias' saves at 22 and a half. I took the under, you took the over, and the actual number was 33. Yep. Yep. Knew Rysel would have it. Yeah. I, I, I've never liked Rysel Iglesias, so I'll, n- I'll never <laughs> take a, uh, a bet or anything that is in favor of him. I just don't like him. No real reason. I just Why? don't like him. I don't know. No clue. Don't okay. like him. I don't have a good, I don't have a good answer. Okay, then, Brad. Uh, the last one is Mike Soroka starts at nine and a half. Billy, you and I both took the under there. And Soroka only got how many starts? Did six. He six starts? Six starts. Yeah. Yep. Both took the under there. That's uh, That sucked, man. I really thought. I, I, was, I was hoping that was going to be wrong. I was hoping Soroka was going to be up near 10, 11, 12 starts. But me too. I think his time with the Braves has come to an end, honestly. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Like, we're not going to talk about the offseason because we're in the midst of a um, World Series push. Um, As one. As one. Um, I don't don't understand the whole as one, you know, aspect. But at the same time, I was ready to run through a brick wall watching that video that they put out yesterday. But still. Um, yeah, it's our off season is going to be interesting this, this season. I, I can't wait to see what we do, especially considering I, I really think that they're, that Ronald's going to be like, Hey, let's go back to the table. Why don't you G me up, pal? Is Max a free agent yeah. this year? Ooh, that's next year. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, oh. It's either this I year or next year. Matt. Max, yeah, Max. Right. Yeah. It's either this year or next year. I don't remember which one. I think it's next year, okay. I think. Okay. So yeah, we'll uh we'll talk about the offseason once we win the World Series. That's a that's a couple hell, the way baseball schedules, it's a couple months away. Uh but yeah, that was the Braves over under Billy. You went one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You went eight and one, I believe. There. I'll take it. Eight and one. Nice. I went 
Six and three. So six and three, eight and one, eight and one. And you only missed that one by a couple of outs. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. That's, that's pretty nuts, dude. Uh, let's get to our power rankings for this weekend. Billy, hit me with your high school power rankings for our area. I give me Carrollton Central number one and number two. Okay. Uh, those seem to be the two that just kind of stand out. Now, honestly, the number three stands out too. Bowden has become, has separated themselves and they, they are going to win another state title. Agreed. Like, I, I just have this this sneaky feeling that they're going to win another. Probably go back-to-back. Yep. And, you know, I they're they're good defensively. They're good offensively. They're good all over the board. It's going to be interesting to see how the, the uh, playoffs come. And, you know, Manchester's in that uh, region that <laughs> Bowden's supposed to play again. So that'll be fun. Yeah, they would if they played Manchester. I would assume they'd probably get them in the second round. Uh, I'm gonna go tight for fourth. Oh, it's such a cop out. That's a cop out. No, it's not. Uh, I think I, I really believe in both of these teams, and both of them are playing very, very well. So I couldn't put put them at you know four and five. Big soccer. I'm gonna fan go tied with the ties. Tied for fourth. Uh, Bremen and Villarica. Um, they've both shown me that they can that they're doing great things defensively Villarica and Bremen have been outstanding um yeah I I, I believe in both teams so tied for fourth is uh Bremen and Villarica moving on to sixth is Temple seven is Hard County eight Mount Zion and nine Harrelson County it's we said it last week, you know, the the picture is starting to come a lot more clear as far as high school is concerned for, for power rankings. So uh, that's that's just where I'm sitting. I, I 100% agree with and I have essentially the exact same top nine as you do. I have Carrollton at one. They've separated themselves from the rest of the pack. Uh, Central at two. Uh, that went against Cedartown really big. I think they probably won their region with that game. I know Northwest Whitfield's going to be good this year. Now, if I get Central at two, Bowden to three, like you said, I haven't been able to see them live. I've seen them on tape. Um, but they look like they could win another state championship this year for sure. I got Villarica at four. They played the most complete game that I've seen them play against Lithia Springs this past weekend. And they got a big test in, in a week and a half against Mays at home. Uh, at five, I have Bremen. Nice, nice region win there. What are they, 3-0 and in the region now, Bremen is, I yes, believe? Un- undefeated in the region. More, one more win like Villarica to, to confirm that they're in the playoffs. Uh, next, I have Temple. They got a win against Midtown, but I don't know how much that impressed me. Midtown's not a great team. Uh, once once region play rolls around for Temple, it'll start. Um, the, the, this Temple herd right here that, that are back-to-back, That'll sort itself out once region play happens. So I got Temple, then Heard, uh, Mount Zion at eight, and Harrelson County at nine. Billy, what's your college football top five look like for power rankings? Uh, I've I've continued to say that UGA is number one, and they are number one. Okay. And I know that you you and I disagree here, but I don't care. Uh, UGA continues to be the number one team, and they will be the number one team until they essentially get beat. Um, number two, and I hate to say this, but scum. Um, it's it's the University of Michigan, and I can't stand it, but they have the best team I've seen out of them in forever. 
forever, and I can't stand it. Uh, number three, give me Texas. Texas continues to impress me um, over and over and over again. Uh, Red River rivalry this, this weekend. Oh, and that oh will be we're no, we're not buying into that narrative on this podcast, Billy. What's that game called? The Texas Oklahoma game? It's the Red River shootout. We're not doing the political oh. PC BS oh. in this podcast. Oh, well. It's yeah, it's Red River. Yeah, it's the Red Period. River shootout. It's not the Red River rivalry because we don't want to okay. talk about guns. Okay, I hate chill that. Out. I hate Jesus. that. Jesus, it's awful. We ain't talking about guns. The Red River shootout, not the Red River Are rivalry. Are you done? Yeah, Florida State at four. Um, they continued to have mm. the week off last week, but they're in. And then uh, number five, give me Washington. Okay. Um, they, Washington's they are sneaky good. Defensively, they're really good. Washington's going to be sneaky good this year. Uh, I have I have Texas at number one. They have the best win on the schedule, I think, out of all of college football, that win uh, at Alabama early on in the season. I know Alabama's not the Alabama that they were, you know, four or five years ago, but they're still a Nick Saban coach squad, and they're still really good. Uh, number two, it's Michigan. Michigan is the most talented team I've seen so far in college football. All three phases of the ball, offense, defense, and special teams. Michigan's probably the most talented. They just don't have that marquee win. If they had a marquee win, they'd be at number one for me. At number three, I have FSU, also a phenomenal team. They got a bit of a scare against Boston College a couple weeks ago. Uh, we'll see if an off week can get them rolling again. At number four, I have Ohio State. I think they have the second best win. Uh, on the uh, on the year for any of the teams in the top five, they went to Notre Dame and, and beat them. Uh, it was a last second play. We did face ten guys. I understand that, but we did come away with the win. And at number five, I do have the uh, Georgia Bulldogs in there. Impressive win on the road versus Auburn. It wasn't always clean. It wasn't always great, but they went into a hostile environment early on in the season. SEC game, big rivalry, and came away with a victory. Uh, Brock Bowers is an absolute monster. So I have uh, I have UGA at my five. So Texas, Michigan, FSU, and Ohio State, and Georgia for my top five in college football. Billy, hit me with your NFL top five. All right, give me the 49ers at one. They are just a, an absolute wagon. Uh, they are really, really good. Uh, give me the Philadelphia Eagles at two. They continue to win, even if it's ugly, which is the only way to win in the NFL, honestly. Um, give me the the Buffalo Beals. Beals. Um, the Beals uh, at three. Cowboys at four and Ravens at five. And part of my power rankings um, basically are going off of a like a combination of uh, their record. Like with the Eagles and the 49ers, they're both undefeated. But I then looked at like point differential and it was like, yeah, let's go here. <laughs> and that's that's the way I'm going. So that's. That's why the best three, the the other three and one teams are are ranked based on how they've um, the point differential has been. All right, so the only one we agree on is the 49ers. We both agree they're the best Imagine team. That. They're the best team in the NFL right now. 49ers best team I've seen in the NFL right now. Uh, at number two is the Chiefs. Uh, they are they are the second best team I've seen in the NFL this year. Even even in this uh, in that last game against the Jets. Even when they didn't have the uh, Mahomes to Kelsey train fully connected and riding, Mahomes yeah. just finds other people. I mean, Isaiah, the blocking 
that offensive line for Kansas City might be the best offensive line in the NFL right now. The blocking for KC up front is just absurd right now. Isaiah Pacheco, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, I mean, he's got weapons out there. I got the Chiefs at number two. And the defense, don't look now, that defense out in KC might be the best defense in the NFL. They are doing phenomenally right now. Uh, At number three, I have the Ravens. That offense continues to roll despite losing J.K. Dobbins. They are going to be the uh, the division winner in that division. I think they the 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 multiplicity that they can run in their offense is going to be very tough for defenses to scheme around all year long just because of the assets they have on there. I love uh, Lamar Jackson. Might be an MVP early on MVP candidate this year for the NFL. I got the Ravens at number three. At four, I have the Beals. The Beals are back on it, baby. After. A very, very concerning loss in week one to the brand new New Lions. Lions. Uh, The Beals have gotten back on it, baby. They they absolutely trounced the Dolphins. Uh, Josh Allen looks like he is back to his winning way. He's going to be an MVP candidate again this year. I love what the Beals are doing in the past three weeks. And then at number five, the aforementioned Miami Dolphins. Mike uh, Mike McDaniel is probably the smartest head coach in the NFL right now. Tua's great. Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill. They have so many weapons down there. Uh, they are they are going to be a very good team. And I mean, the Bills and the Dolphins. That division's just going to come down to the very end, man. The very last game of the season. It's going to be a battle between those two teams. So, 49ers, Chiefs, Ravens, Bills, and Dolphins are my top five. All right. Well, Bryce, it's been a while, and it's it's about it's time we get back to time. having some audio fun. I think we should be going. All right, so we've got four clips tonight, uh, or this morning, excuse me, and uh, let's get to it. Uh, the first one, Bryce and I have had differing opinions on Brandon Gauden as our new play-by-play voice of the Braves, but you know what? This clip right here cemented to me why I'm perfectly fine with him. So the Braves will go from Johnson to hand, and the batter will be Mastroboni. That's probably a good thing Jeff Francoeur is in the other booth. (laughs) 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 I wonder how many people heard that and about pissed themselves laughing. That's a tongue twister, right, man? That'd be easy to get that one mixed up right there. Johnson, the hand, and the batter is Master Boney. Oh, man, that's a, yeah. That's a uh, that's a Freudian slip waiting to happen right there. Do you, like, can you imagine calling that yourself and be like, and trying not to laugh? Oh, I would have 100% just said Master Boner. I would have, there's no way yeah. I would have nailed that guy's <laughs> name. Absolutely not. <laughs> Kudos to Brandon Godden for that. Uh, all right, let's get to the, the next one. Sometimes what seems like a harmless joke amongst coworkers goes horribly wrong. In this clip, a newscast out of Philadelphia. One of those harmless jokes, uh, it isn't so harmless. Wednesday, miles and sunshine, 60. Thursday, partly sunny skies and 57. And it's another woman who likes to be double-fisted in a different way, I think, Jess. Excuse me? <laughs> She means beer. She means beer. Uh, guys, she means beer. Don't put me on YouTube. My God. Yeah, we're going to take a pause. We're going to keep going. Uh, we're- <laughs> oh, my God. That's, um, I, 
I wonder if I wonder if those people are still employed at that at that uh, news station there. Oh my god. Let's go to another woman who likes to be double fisted. I wonder. Excuse me. I wonder if I wonder if both of those employees are still employed at the uh, that oh news station. Oh my god. I would I would have oh. I would have to believe they'd be fired. Yeah, I don't I don't know, dude. That was <laughs> that was funny though. <laughs> I'm glad they don't work for a news station in Carroll County. Yeah, well, you know how Carroll County is. <laughs> uh, so the immortal words of Skip Carey, if he hits one here, we can dance in the streets. Is It's iconic, right, Bryce? Yeah, of course. Kevin Burkhart from Fox went a different route here. If he kicks a 71-yard field goal, he yeah. might walk out of here without pants on today. He... <laughs> <laughs> I don't... <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't even understand it in the context of the game because the game at that point was like it was. I mean, we were still in the second quarter, but like the Cowboys were up by twenty-five points and absolutely dominating the Patriots. Why would you walk out of there with it? It's a rare, easy game. Why would you walk out of there without your pants on? What the hell are you yeah, doing? Because you because you hit a seventy-one yard field goal. That's yeah, funny. but it's it doesn't matter if it's 71 yards or 35 yards it's still three points and it's just the end of the half at a regular season game that you are handily winning that's just so weird like save that for the playoffs pal from johnson to hand or from, double fist from uh both of them double okay. fist johnson from hand Hand has two okay. hands yeah <laughs> all right uh this final clip this one was a little bit <clears throat> out there so mike Krukow and Dwayne uh, Quipper, yeah, those guys are the voices. Of, are the voices of the San Francisco Giants? They were having a discussion last week, and obviously because it's who Bryce and I are, we're going to take their contact, their conversation out of context. Well, how did we play for 162 games with cold wieners at the Municipal Stadium in Cleveland? It's a good question. It's a fair question. You know, I I don't know how you play with cold I, wieners. I don't, I don't know how you play with cold wieners. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, it's it's tough. It's very tough Why to play with cold, cold wieners. I don't know. Warm them up. Warm them up. They should have a designated wiener warming station at all ballparks. A thousand percent agree. Yeah. I mean, it's just like the hand warmers. It could be the same thing, you know? Designated wiener warming station. That needs to be the new push. The new, uh, the new campaign in all ballparks. <laughs> I want wiener warmers everywhere. Around every corner, I should see a wiener warmer. There you go. And that's audio fun for this week. Hey, Billy, hit me up with the Marine South scoreboard, baby. Uh, on softball last night, Carrollton beat Alexander 5-3 to three in senior nights. Or, excuse me, on senior nights. Uh, congratulations to the four seniors that Carrollton has on that Trojan squad and kudos to them. They played their last game at uh, Trojan field. So that sucks for them. Mount Zion fell to Hiram 18 to two. There was a flag football game last night between central and Villarica, but I, we couldn't find the score. Um, was it just a scrimmage? Was know, it a pregame? Was I it think so. Yeah, I think scrimmage? it was a scrimmage. Yeah. I, I talked with our, um, you remember working last year with Chris Edwards, his niece, um, who was who was on that squad last year? He she told me on Friday that they were having a game on Monday. So 
Uh, uh, yeah, looks like they start. They start Thursday. Looks like they uh, they start in earnest on Thursday is when uh, flag football around here is going yeah, to Carroll, start. Carrollton, Villarica, and Central all have games this, uh, for flag football. Do you know? Do you know how they are? Uh, okay, so it looks like they're doing D one and D two this year. Uh, okay, so Carrollton, Central, and Villarica are all in the same region. Uh, they're in a no region. No way. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're in a region with New Manchester, Chapel Hill, Douglas County, East Paulding, Lithia Springs, Paulding County, and South Paulding. And remember, folks, Lithia Springs and Central played for the state championship last year in flag football. Yeah. So we will have. So that's uh, gonna be. That's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, we'll have all. The, we'll have all the flag football action, man. I. I, I really, I, Billy. I became a huge flag football fan last year when I watched that. Um, when I watch the state championship between Central and Lithia Springs, it's really fun. Like it's really fast paced. Yeah. Like it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's hard to uh, announce too. Like you, you oh, sit dude, there and you listen tough. to the announcer and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. It's like on this. It's like hockey. Right. It's like it's like almost as quick as hockey. Like some of the stuff they run and everything. Like it's very very quick. It's but it's fun. It's a lot of fun to watch. Couple of really good games tonight on the Smith Four Coverings Games and Events calendar. The number four ranked Bremen Blue Devils will be facing off at the number one Gordon Lee Trojans. That game will be phenomenal, and I cannot wait to hear uh, the ending of that. The number three ranked Central Lions will face off against the number one ranked Heritage uh, Generals. I think I don't know Temple. Temple is at Harrison County, and then Harris County is at Heard County tonight. Uh, and then in volleyball, Carrollton is hosting Whitewater and Heard County. And that is your Smith's Four Cummings Games and Events calendar. Billy, you need another cup of coffee? Yes, sir. Another cup of coffee brought to you by Realtor Hannah Strong or Robert Goose. Real Estate Group. YouTuber Mr. Beast and the Charlotte Hornets team up and put the influencer's food brand on their jersey. Wow. Who the hell is Mr. Beast? So Mr. Beast is just a one of the most he's one of the most followed YouTubers on on YouTube. Um, he's he's a goofy guy. They do a lot of of money giveaways, okay. and sometimes he gives like he gives a bunch of money away. He gives a, like all the money he makes, he basically gives away. Oh wow! Okay, it's it's the craziest thing. Like he does, he gives people islands. He gives it's. It's insane. Like sometimes they'll walk through a grocery store and say, "Hey, do you follow Mr. Beast?" And they say, "Yeah," and then he'll just give them a car. Do they? Um, is he like the dude perfect guys that do like trick videos and stuff? Or no? What's his content? It's just his content is. There's a lot of different content. Okay. Um, they like one of the videos I, I recently watched with him. They did a. Um, they said or they went to. They did a hotel. That costs one dollar a night, all the way up to like one dollar a night. How in the world did they find a hotel that was, cost a dollar a night? Well, it was in a different country oh, and it equaled gotcha. out to be a, an American dollar. So, gotcha. okay, and it was not a good hotel room at all, <laughs> um, as you can imagine. All the way up to like, I, I want to say it was like over a hundred grand, like oh, five hundred grand a night. Yeah. Good lord. Yeah. That's that's how much money this guy makes. So, I mean, the amount of money he makes, he he literally get just gives it back or does it on the videos. So it's it's a really cool guy, and and 
the fact that they're teaming up. It's really interesting how this NBA team, you know, the, the Hornets are teaming up with them. So, is he from Charlotte? I don't know. Hmm. You know what? Wonder. Now that I think about it. I yeah. have no idea. I wonder how those ties. That's pretty cool. Uh, Geno Smith rips dirty play by Giants linebacker that injured the quarterback's knee. Last night, Geno Smith got tackled out of bounds, and it was you know how a normal horse collar would happen, Billy. You'd get your hands inside on the back of the shoulder pads and pull them down. Yeah. Well, last night, Isaiah Simmons, instead of grabbing the back of the shoulder pads, grabbed both of Geno Smith's arms on either side and did the exact same tackle that you would for a horse collar tackle, but it wasn't a horse collar tackle. Okay. I I don't know if I would categorize that as a dirty play. It was it was a little out of bounds. But it didn't. It didn't look like a dirty play for me. But Geno Smith was pissed about it the entire game. He actually got a 15-yard uh, penalty, like a quarter and a half after this tackle happened. Wow. Yeah. He was. He came back into the game, and he was still pissed off about it. About it a quarter and a half after the game. I don't know. I I I wouldn't categorize it in my opinion as a dirty play. Uh, but what Gino said, you guys can see it. It was a dirty play. It, there's no place in this sport for that, and hopefully something happens. But other than that, the grace of God allowed me to come back and get into this game, and I'm happy to be back here, yada, 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 yada. Um, but, yeah, he was, he was a little fired up about it. Uh, Phil Nevin won't return as the manager of the Los Angeles Angels. Not surprised. So that's back-to-back days that we've realized that the Mets don't have aren't coming back with their manager and – now the angels aren't so um how things were managed with shohei and <laughs> trout and Awful. it's just yeah that's terrible so he won't return hey and a little bit of, a little bit of local non-local news billy nc state is changing quarterbacks from brennan armstrong to mj morris it's about damn time. What Dude, are you doing? yes, it is. Agreed. Yes, it is. I am with. Have you seen Brennan play? Yeah, he's yeah, poop. Pretty bad. He's poop. I don't. I don't understand this. Every single game I flip on for NC State, I'm like, all right, this is the game MJ, MJ's going to start, right? No, it's this. It's this moron that looks like he should be an accountant somewhere in Utah. He's he's not any good. <laughs> he's not so. MJ Moore starting for the Wolfpack this weekend. Go get a win. Go get a win, baby. Uh, Colts running back Jonathan Taylor to return to practice this week. Hey, look at there. Shane yeah. Steichen is getting out of his, Who? his feels about it. Shane Steichman. Or I, th- I thought it was Shane Spikeman. Like, yeah, Spikeman. Yeah, Shane Spikeman. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, by the way, uh, Mr. Beast is... Born in Kansas, but uh, grew up in North Carolina. So, oh, cool. Okay, so he has some local ties to the Charlotte Hornets. That's awesome. I like that. That's neat. And his and his net worth, yeah, he's twenty five years old. His okay. net worth is five hundred million. Wow, that's twenty five years old. <laughs> off all of it off of YouTube. Well, we'll uh, with this next uh, with this next announcement, we'll have some twenty five year olds here around the same area, probably that are worth five million dollars by the time they're twenty five. Uh, the NIL has officially been approved by the GHSA for high school football athletes or for high school athletes, period. It's about time. I think it's about time. Uh, here's the interesting part for me, Bryce. Um, you know, you can't you can't have any kind of content 
with your school or with your school logo. It's just the person. And that's what's going to make it very, very difficult. I don't, um, because I don't think these so. are high school kids and you know not everyone knows what they look like without their um their uniform on so it's going to be really interesting to see how many people can get an nil without it it's and without their school logo and without gonna, being at the school what they're going to do is they're just going to slap a like just say say juju for instance if juju wants when Southwire cuts a juju commercial because we know that's what's going to happen uh, Juju is just going to be in a, a, a random black and gold jersey with black pants and a black and gold helmet. Like they'll figure out some way to make sure that everybody knows he goes to Carrollton or, you know, if, if, if McGrin or Beasley wants to do one for Bowden, they'll just, they'll be in a, you know, a red jersey or something. Um, yeah, it, it, uh, man, this is, this is, I think this is going to be a bigger issue. Uh, we'll probably need to have a whole segment on this at some point in, in the near future, but I agree with it, but there just has to be some good bylaws. And it's going to make high school football coaches hard jobs even harder. And I think the unintended outcome to NIL being approved in the GHSA, being approved in Georgia, is you are going to run away some really good coaches because they don't want to have to deal with some of the crap, some of the ancillary stuff outside of football. Uh so we'll, we'll see, man. I like that the kids are getting paid. I love that. I'm all for that. Uh, but I, I just think we need to be able to have some good guidelines here. I think the same thing in the NCAA. We just got to have some good guidelines. Um, we got to have some rules set down. It can't just be the wild, wild west. Because at, at least in college, some of these kids have a good head on their shoulders. If, if NIL happens in high school, a lot of these high school kids that are going to make money off of, off of NIL deals Man, there's sharks swimming around, dude. There's some people that are probably in their ear that shouldn't be in their ear. They're getting bad advice. And I just don't want to see a lot of these high school kids get off onto the wrong path because of bad advice they're getting from people that just want money. Um, so it's, it's just got to be careful with it, man. Just got to be careful with it. Uh, and today in 2021, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback Tom Brady becomes the NFL's all-time leading in career passing yardage in a 19-17 win versus the New England Patriots at Gillette Stadium, Brady went 22 for 43 for 269 yards to pass Drew Brees. Uh, Drew Brees is high of 80,358 passing yards in an entire career. So Thomas Brady, two years ago, number one passer of all time in the NFL. You think that gets broken? Probably, yeah, because of the way... Uh, the way offenses are going now, I could see Patrick Mahomes breaking that for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. Just the way offenses are, you know, uh, I could I could certainly see that being certainly see that being broken. Billy, you got anything else to add today? No, man. Let's get out of here on a on a Tuesday. Let's hop off here on a Taco Tuesday. Everybody have a phenomenal day, and we'll see you back here tomorrow morning, same time, same place. Shake your neighbor. Just shake them. Shake your neighbor.